Hello, it is Sunday, June 21st. My name is Trent Reinsmith. I am the host of the Come On Now MMA podcast and going to talk a bit about, well, mostly about um, Saturday night's UFC on ESP 11 fight card. Uh, but first, first thing I want to talk about is Dana White and uh, this is going to shock many people, but I'm going to play this clip from the post-fight press conference on Saturday night, and then I'll have something to say about it. So here's Dana White from the UFC on ESPN 11 post-fight press conference. Sorry. Could I just ask you about that, though? So you say, forgetting about his performance, the fact if he felt he didn't have a chance to win... Do you feel like it's okay for a fighter to essentially tap out in between rounds? 100%. Listen, if you're, man, let me tell you what. In this fucking sport, if you're done, you're done. You should absolutely be able to quit. You know? I, I know that it's frowned upon, but guess what? Anybody that would talk shit about you quitting isn't in there fighting. You know? It's real easy to be a critic. With what these kids do, is a whole nother level, man. I, I don't, you know, as the guy who runs this organization, as the guy who is involved in the matchmaking and everything else, you know, you see these kids. I've, I, we deal with managers from all over the world. They're like, oh, this guy's the guy, this guy's the guy. And you get this, when you get here, this is a whole different level, man. And that guy's not ready, and he might not ever be ready. And some of us, and I'm not, I'm not, I've told you guys this many times before. I believed one day, that, you know, back in the day that I was a fighter, and I wanted to do this and that. And one day, I found, found out that I wasn't. The realization was that I wasn't. And when you find out, you, you, need, to, you need to walk away. And you need to, I'm not saying that's the case with this kid, but if that kid felt like he needed to quit tonight, who the fuck am, is anybody to judge him on that. He had the balls to come here and fight and take a short notice fight in the UFC. Do you period. feel like when you look at him, so, you know, obviously it looked, a lot of people think it looks bad. Do you see that as a guy that could turn it around? I mean, or do you think that's such a mental blow to somebody that it, it's hard to come back and win a fight after, after having done that on national television? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but he, uh, you know, you know, he's got to get up tomorrow morning and look at himself in the mirror and, figure out who he is and what he wants to do. There, there is no shame in getting here and finding out that you're not it. There's no shame in that at all. You gave it a shot, didn't work out. You know what I mean? Any, anybody who would try to ridicule a kid like that, fuck you. Come try it. <laughs> Come try and do what he did tonight. Very few people can do it. Okay. If you know me, you know that I am... Critical of Dana White, um, extremely critical, and I think it's justified. Um, but when White does something correctly, I'm gonna I'm gonna give him uh, I'm gonna give him credit for it. And this entire speech that he gives at the UFC on ESPN 11 post-fight press conference should be saved and replayed at every fighter meeting, and the athletic commissions should save it and replay it every time they speak to fighters and corners because white nails it he just and and i can't say anything bad about this 
Um, I, I can't praise White any higher for, for, this, for this speech. Um, and, and this is related to the, the fight between Max Roshkoff and uh, Austin Hubbard. And Roshkoff quit um, on his stool between round two and three. Um, he had had enough. And yeah, White White is is correct. If it's a tough sport, and um, he Roshkoff's a young man. He only had um, five pro fights before Saturday, and he might have been rushed. And he didn't have a full training camp. Um, he took this fight on short notice. Maybe he wasn't ready for the UFC at this point. Whatever reason, he he decided that he had had enough, and and he he quit on his stool, um, and that's his right. And I wish more fighters would do this if they knew that they were gonna only gonna take more damage in the in the next round or wherever they are in the fight. Um, live the fight another day. Don't get um, you know if you're hurt, you're hurt. Don't get injured on top of being hurt because we know there's a difference between being hurt and being injured uh, and no reason to to take it to a, an injury that's going to take a long time to recover from um, and yeah I think White nails it Roshkoff did what was right for him there was a giant giant failure in the corner um, with Roshkoff's cope coach Robert Drysdale um, he spent the entire minute in between rounds telling uh, his coach to call the fight and Drysdale just tried to keep talking him into it which is 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 reckless and dangerous um, you know you check with the kid once twice maybe even triple check but if he clearly wants out and you're gonna send him back out there that's uh, that's dangerous. That's reckless, and um, it it appears that the Nevada State Athletic Commission is going to look further into this, and I encourage them to do so because Drivesdale said after the fight that he would he doesn't regret it and that he would do it again. Um, not exactly um, being self-aware and following what his fighter who pays him to coach him. Um, wanted him to do uh, so not a great look from from the corner in this fight but Dana White 100% sending the correct message and uh, yeah I can't I can't praise him enough for this so maybe he needs to talk to Dan Hooker too because Hooker had some shitty things to say about Roshkoff on uh, social media and I really don't understand why, why Hooker would 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 do that because it serves no purpose. It's punching down. It's it's kicking this kid when he's down. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's some kind of issue within Hooker that he has to punch down and make build himself up by by you know kicking this kid and uh, not a good look from. Uh, Hooker, not a good look from Drivesdale. Great look from Dana White. Um, and we'll see what the commission comes up with uh, concerning this one. But 
Yeah, if the fighter is hurt, if he's mentally broken, if he's physically unable to perform, and he tells his corner he doesn't want to do so, call the fight and move on. No reason, no reason to allow uh, someone to, to take more damage than than they should. No reason, no excuse either from, from Drysdale. So, yeah, um, that's all I have to say on that one. But it's the rare praise for Dana White moment. So bookmark this one. Well, and we're back to normal. And with this, I want to talk about what Dana White had to say about Curtis Blades. And it won't be a moment of praise for White on, on this one. Uh, Dana, uh, main event, so, uh, a dominating wrestling win for Curtis Blades, maybe not the most exciting main event of all time. I just want to get your thoughts on kind of his performance tonight. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he won. He talked a lot of shit coming in this week. I don't think you talked the shit that he talked this week and come in and perform like that, talking about ragdolling people and he's not getting paid and yada, yada. He should be getting the title shot. And, um, you know, he gassed out at the end of the third round, made it to the fifth and won the fight. Um, yeah, he won. You said it to me. He's talking about title shots. Obviously, you have a heavyweight title shot. And, of course, Francis Nagano is next. Um, but he said... Curtis said, coming in, once I win, I think I'll hang out and wait around. I should probably be right behind Francis. I mean, is that the type of win that you could give a guy a title shot? Well, well do you, first of all, his two losses are to Francis. How, how do you give him the title fight over Francis? But, yeah, he would be considered next in line. With his performance tonight and his cardio, I wouldn't wait around if I was him. I'd stay active. I'd stay busy. You know, I like Curtis Blades, but Curtis Blades has the wrong attitude. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, I, I don't have anything against the kid at all. He just, you know, when you talk shit like he talked this week, man, you better come in and whoop somebody's ass when you talk shit like that. You know, when, when you talk the shit that he talked and perform like you performed tonight, you look stupid. I really don't get this um, because Blades tweeted before the fight that his intention was to use his wrestling, take Alexander Volkov down, and, and just grind out a decision, um, which, yeah, he ran out of gas, but he ran out of gas on, on route to uh, taking Volkov down uh, a UFC heavyweight record 14 times in one fight on 25 attempts. That's, you know, on average, one takedown attempt a minute, which is, is pretty impressive. Um, so I don't, I don't understand this. I don't understand the, the the trash talking part because Blades did exactly what he said he was going to do. I don't understand the looking stupid part because, again, he said he said what he was going to do and he did it. And I think this all boils down to more or less. Blades spoke up last week about fighter pay and. He he said he knows, you know, what everyone knows, and that is that the split is 80-20 in favor of the UFC. And Blade said even if you bump it up to 29%, it would be a big raise. And, and 29% for the fighters is not an outrageous amount when you consider uh, most major UFC, U.S. sports that have um, unions and players associations much closer to a 50-50 split. 
So I think this is Dana White reacting to Blades' comments about pay uh, because the the trash talk thing and the looking stupid thing, it, it just doesn't make sense if you focus strictly on the fight and what Blades said before the fight. Um, this I don't like this for another reason is because when Tyron Woodley did the same kind of thing, spoke up and tried to get you know, what he deserved as a fighter. White did the same kind of thing. He shit all over Woodley. And uh, and now Blades is kind of in, is, is seems to be taking that spot. Um, hopefully, like Woodley, Blades will not be deterred and will not shut up and, um, and it will keep speaking up for what he thinks is right. Now, will that hurt him? It, it, it's not going to help him. In, in the eyes of the UFC. It, it might help him in the eyes of the fans and in the eyes of other UFC fighters. But White's not, not dumb here. He knows what he's saying. He knows what he's doing. And what he is doing is trying to shut Curtis Blades up by, by demeaning him and, and cutting him down in the press. So it's not a shock and it's not a move that that Dana White has not used before and it's not a move that Dana White will will shy away from using again it's it, it's a transparent move and hopefully more people see through it than believe it but yeah blades can expect a a, a pretty rough run here another thing that bothers me about this is that White says that blades should stay busy and well, I don't one hundred percent disagree with that. It it it's hypocritical when he says Curtis Blades, you stay busy. Conor McGregor, you wait. McGregor's not coming off a um, a winning streak here. He's won one fight, and I mean, I would say if you're going to talk deserves a, a title fight. Leon Edwards deserves a title fight more than Conor McGregor does. Jorge Masvidal deserves a title fight more than Conor McGregor does. So I would say, you know, if we're talking strictly the the, the, the rankings and what should be done, then, then they both should stay busy, not just one. But we know how that works. And we know that money talks... And Conor McGregor is going to get what he wants. And Curtis Blades is going to get what the UFC wants to give him. I don't like it. I don't think it's right. But I can almost 100% guarantee you that's what's going to happen. I'm going to move on to Dana White speaking before UFC uh, on ESPN 11. And the first clip here is him talking about um, he has asked a question about the layoffs that happened at one in, uh, one championship, and here's what White had to say. Uh, earlier this week, we saw another MMA promotion made layoffs to their staff. Does, no one wants to see people laid off, but does that make you feel vindicated about how hard this actually is and how people aren't giving you enough? No, I know how hard this is. Believe me. I, I've been, I told you, you guys, most of you have known me for a very long time. Whether you like me, you hate me, you, you, you don't agree with me, you agree with me, 
when I come out and tell you something's the hardest thing that I've ever done, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And, and, and uh, you know, there were a lot of powerful forces battling against us for it not to happen. And I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. I know everybody, you know, um, thinks that I hate all these, I don't hate all these other groups. All these other groups need to survive for this thing to work for everybody. And, uh, you know, people getting laid off their, the, the, and losing their jobs and, and uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't wish that on anybody, ever. If you've been around the UFC for any amount of time, it's not hard to call bullshit on this um, because if you recall, there was the infamous picture of Dana White holding a tombstone with um, promotions on it that he had quote-unquote killed um, and with a giant grin on his face. So to all of a sudden have a change of heart and 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 act like he uh, he cares about other promotions' well-being, well, that's a farce. Um, I think he has a, a, a maybe a change in attitude here because he's worried about his promotion. But if his promotion was doing it well and not worried about the same thing that everyone else in the world is worried about, well, then I think White would be, I'm pretty sure White would be singing a different tune because he, he has done that in the past. So not buying this this good guy Dana White thing. Also not buying it because he, he sounds, as it sounded on more than one occasion, like he's looking forward to the MMA media he dislikes uh, losing losing their jobs and getting laid off um, but hypocrisy is not um, something that Dana White is is not known for you know it's it's not an uncommon uh, occurrence the um, next thing I have is from the same same um, in interviews where White's going to talk about um what might happen in the future uh, in the near future with, with COVID-19 and the expectation that we're heading into a uh, a situation where the UFC might have to um, rethink its plans and, and readjust and, and might we might be in a, a spot here in the near future where another shutdown's looming for, for everything. Um, but here's what White had to say on um, planning for the worst. This is somewhat of a depressing question, but the COVID numbers are sort of going up across the country. Do you guys have a contingency in plan if there's another lockdown later this year? Yeah, I, I, I told you guys going into this thing, I'm always thinking about what's next. And one of the frustrating parts about this whole thing is, you know, four months, I just literally, I keep telling the story, I was telling it again this morning. Four months ago, I could have told you anything about this business, where we were going, what was going to happen, I, I don't know. I don't know now. So all I do is sit around and, and, and strategize and try to plan. And I'm planning for a second shutdown. That will happen again. Um, I'm always thinking about the worst. What's the worst thing that, that, that... It's like when you hear these guys talking about when they train, they like to put themselves in the worst positions they could possibly be in. You know, that, that's how I look at this business too. What is the worst position we could possibly be in? You know, and, and my number one 
goal is always I don't want to lay off any of my employees and I don't want to uh, I don't want fighters sitting inactive and not being able to uh, to, to compete the, the thing that sticks out here for me is that white mentions planning for the worst and and but he doesn't give up give an idea what that plan is and that kind of I find that a little bothersome. Um, if he has a plan, if there's a contingency plan, um, mention it. Uh, give a little information. Um, he he revisits this topic later in the in the in, in the uh, press conference, and he says he doesn't have a plan B yet, which I find kind of concerning because we've been told that this is going to, you know, expect a second wave. And and if we're expecting a second wave, then the plan should have always been for a second wave. So it's a little worrisome, worrisome. Um, but hopefully this is just, you know, White not really wanting to give up what he has in, in mind. Um, but what does concern me is this, this next part of the interview. And... Uh you know, when you're a professional athlete, you have a very small window of opportunity, a very limited amount of time. You know, we, we get into all this money shit and the stuff that's going on right now. Everybody acts like this is a fucking career. This isn't a career. This is not a, a career. This is an opportunity. Anything can happen in any given moment. Knee can blow out. You're back. You're this. You're that. Um, COVID-19, you know, who the hell knows what, what, what is coming down the pipeline. So you have to take every opportunity that you can get. I don't know what White is really saying here. Um, it's confusing to me. If the message is capitalize when you can, earn money when you can, um, take fights when you can, okay, I understand that. But to say that the UFC is not a career... Well, that seems to go against uh, a lot of what White has said in the past. When the talk has been about money, sometimes the he, White will will mention how many millionaires the UFC has made and how, how rich it's making its fighters. But now that fighters are pushing back against the pay, well, now it's, it's, it's not a career. Uh, White has said that, you know, the UFC is bigger globally than the NFL. Well, then it then that tells me then it it should be a career for the fighters. Uh, it's it's the the messaging is is always weird when it comes to the UFC, um, and it all is always changing. And here, this is another change, and it it's. It doesn't make any sense it, it, to brag about how successful the UFC is and then say it's not a career makes it sound like a hobby. Um, so it's, I don't really get it. Um, so if a fighter gets injured, that basically is bad enough that they can't fight again, well then that is that ends their career. Um, but if a, if a and if an NFL player gets injured, they continue to get paid until they can play again, until they're cleared from that injury. 
So an injury is not a career ender for an NFL player. Um, which is something that the fighters should think about. Because if they get injured, they don't get paid. If they get injured out of fight camp, they don't have insurance to cover that unless they pay for that insurance on their own outside of the UFC. So, in, in, in some ways, White's correct. It's, it's not a career. But it, but it should be. It, these guys should be able to count on um, some kind of security and some kind of money that, especially fighters like, like say, Jim Miller, who fought for the 35th time in the UFC on Saturday. Uh, he, this should be a career for him by now. And it, it, it is because of how much time he spent, but you get to retire at the end of a career in, in other things, and um, you don't have to worry about where your next check's going to come from. Miller is 35 fights in, and he made, I think, a little over 200000 which sounds like a lot of money. But this guy has been with the UFC for years, and he's somebody who is not a safe fighter. He's a fighter who always goes for the finish. So he, he, could, have, um, he could have some health repercussions coming for, in his future. And you would hope that the time you spent giving up your body and and your blood and and everything for the UFC that that you could count on retiring with some kind of security. And I don't know if Miller will be able to do that. I mean someone like John Jones, yeah, he'll be able to do that. But even someone like Amanda Nunes if she if she hangs it up things might get dodgy for her and her if in 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 her uh, as she gets older, because while she's made okay money, I don't think she's made. I can retire and support a family money. Um, so the goal for the fighter should be to force the UFC to make this a career, and I think that's happening. I think the fighter speaking up about pay is is at the right time. Um, well, it, it should have happened sooner, but it's happening with more than one or two fighters, and that's a good thing. So maybe we're, we're reaching a turning point. I'm hopeful that we are going to reach a turning point, but we'll see. But to, for, for, for White to say this isn't a career, that's, I think that's just silly, and that's a way to um, erase or ease the concerns about fighter pay in the minds of the fans and and the general public, so that they can they can, uh, you know, parrot what White's talking points are, which in, at this point are, this isn't a career. This is something you do for a little bit, as a as a a hobby, more or less. Which is, I, I, if I have a hobby, it, it's not getting punched in the head for 15 minutes. So it's not a hobby. It should be a career. Again, what's coming next here is. Uh, from the same press conference and Dana White talking about at least trying to justify why Jose Aldo is getting a title fight at UFC 251.
<laughs> Can you talk about Jose Aldo and Peter Yan fighting for the, the Bantamweight title? You know, a lot of people are, were criticizing Aldo because he's coming from a loss, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've pretty much said a million times how I feel about that. I, you know, a lot of people thought he won the fight. Jose Aldo's one of the tough. That's the kid that Cejudo wanted. So, who, you know, that he was next in line for the title shot. How do we go back now and tell him Cejudo retired so, you know, you don't get the fight? And if people disagree with that fight, you, you know, my, you know my, my point of view on that. Don't watch it. Don't watch the fight if you don't like it. Uh, you know, Aldo's been around forever. The guy's a warrior. And to say that Aldo doesn't deserve anything is ridiculous. Why is it ridiculous? That's the question. Because Aldo, you know, I don't care who thinks he won the fight. I don't care if White thinks he won the fight. I don't care if Henry Cejudo thinks he won the fight. Three people decide who won the fight. And those are the judges. And he didn't win the fight on the judges' on the judges scorecards. And so he, he lost the fight. And therefore, he is 0-1 in the bantamweight division, and he doesn't deserve a title fight. Um, you can't justify it by just because Henry Cejudo wanted to fight him. Henry Cejudo wanted to fight him because he, he had the idea that Jose Aldo was a name and could get more people in the seats and maybe get him a, a, uh, a bump in, in pay-per-view pay. Or he wanted to fight him because Jose Aldo has a name and he thought that it was going to be an easy fight. And you can't convince me otherwise on, on either of those points. So, yeah, Jose Aldo doesn't deserve a title fight. And Dana White can't justify it. And to tell anyone that if they disagree that they shouldn't watch the fight, that is, uh, that's an old, 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 old Dana White way to get the conversation to end. So... I mean, I'll watch the fight because it's my job. But I'll also speak up and say that Jose Aldo does not deserve this title fight because that's my job as well. And close it out tonight with a, a little bit of praise. Jim Miller fought in his 35th fight on Saturday and he defeated Roosevelt Roberts with a first round submission. Um, and... He looked good. He is now, I think, the he has the most submissions of a non-Brazilian fighter in UFC history. Um, and he got another bonus. And, but the, the thing that I liked most about Jim Miller's fight was how happy he looked after the win and how well-respected Jim Miller is among his fellow fighters. Um, Twitter just lit up with with fighters who he's competed against and who he's, you know, fought on the same cards with. Um, and he's, he's just a well-liked guy. He just goes out there, does his job, win or lose, he always goes for the finish. Um... He said he wants to fight at UFC 300, which I, I, I don't see a reason why he shouldn't or wouldn't, which would make him, which would give him fights at UFC 100, 200, and 300. And if he fights at UFC 300 and, and retires there, good for him. And I think if the UFC, if he's still in the UFC, um, 
at the point where UFC 300 comes around and the UFC doesn't book him on that card. Um, to steal Luke Thomas's line, that's promotional malpractice. And, you know, Jim Miller is a guy that you will be hard-pressed to find anyone say will say anything bad about. And in this sport, that's uh, that's a rarity. So, yeah, Jim Miller is a... He might not be the flashiest fighter in the world, he, but he's a fighter that others, other fighters should 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 strive to emulate. You don't, you know, you don't you don't get thirty five fights in the UFC if you're just a trash talker, um, if you don't perform, if you don't go out there and and do what Jim Miller does, and that's look for the finish. Um, and if you get finished in the process, you dust yourself off and get back out there and do it again and again and again, and you do it thirty five times in the UFC. And only Donald Cerrone has done it as many times as Jim Miller. So, is Jim Miller a UFC Hall of Famer? Maybe his record isn't uh, deserving of that. But his actions and the way he conducts himself, yeah, he should. he's a Hall of Famer um, in, in that respect for sure. So, uh, yeah, all praise... Uh, I'll praise Jim Miller all day. Um, he 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 did it the right way, and he's still doing it the right way. Thirty-five fights into his UFC career, and you know if you if you have something bad to say about Jim Miller, I don't I don't know I don't know what's wrong with you. So I'll leave it at that. Um, opened it with something positive, closing it with something positive, and I'll be back tomorrow.